Welcome to the 19th episode of Sawdust Nation with myself, AJ, over at Crafted and NJ, and my lovely partner, Josh, from North Country Woodworking. You call me lovely. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I don't know. I don't know where I found this guy, to be honest. Where's your cat? Is your cat around? Can they can you know she you come have over? to really stop trying to replace me with my cat? Like it's just not going to work out in your favor. You've seen the I pictures already, over. Yeah, I know, I know. But before we get too lost, I want to let everybody know that Sticker Beat is um, running a promotion code for the Sawdust Nation, and we wanted to provide that for you know ever all of our listeners. On top of that, we also want to let everybody know that we do officially have Sawdust Nation podcast stickers. And the crowd goes wild. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you'd like a sticker, let us know. You can DM myself or you can DM Josh or the Sawdust Nation podcast and let us know and we can send out a sticker your way. And then if you do go to Sticker Beat to get stickers for your own you know, logo or anything that you want, use the Saw, uh, Sawdust Nation promo code, which is Sawdust Nation. You'll receive 20% off of your, of your order. And just to let you know, you know, these stickers are high quality. I know I got them in my shop. Josh has them in his shop. They are really, really good. Um, They only use 3M vinyl um, for all their stickers and decals. They stick to anything, and they're not going anywhere. But if you do have to remove it for some reason, they don't leave any, you know, residue or anything like that, and the surface is nice and clean. I have had stickers in the past where I had to remove and then use Goo Gone and this and that. Not with these. They come right off if you need to change them out. So if you'd like some stickers, hit us up, and then we'll send them your way. So, But other than the stickers, which is an exciting news, Josh, I got to know, what's in your shop? Well, no new tools this week, which is uh, <laughs> kind of not the pace it has been. But, uh, you know, I got to use the CNC. I did a bit tray for my bits, got those organized and ready to go. I used the CNC to create a mount for my laptop, which nice. is now out of the way and not sitting on my joiner, which is a <laughs> nice change because the laptop that I'm currently using is a 2010 Toboshiba. And it's like, it's like a dinosaur. It is. <laughs> and if you hit the power cord just right, it tends to shut off on you. On my joiner, oh, I couldn't use it at all if it was on there and it was carving. So I, I know I need a different computer for this setup, but right now that's a computer I want to go out there and collect dust for now. So mm-hmm. now it's sitting out of the way. I have no worries about bumping anything and causing issues. And uh, it's definitely nice. And the CNC did most of the work. Now, with that, I did learn something about my bed on the CNC. I think it was the last episode. I mentioned how I did my logo and I was using the V-bit. And when it got to the right side of my logo country, it didn't carve as deep as it did on the uh, the left side. And I thought it was on my behalf where I didn't, you know, make the piece of wood completely flat and yep. there was a dip. But when I did this last project where it was carving out the pieces I needed for the mount on the right side, again, it didn't go deep enough. So I, I really think that it's my bed and I'm going to have to put some MDF. I'm thinking about a half inch MDF and create a new um, bed. I'm just going to drill holes where I already have the holes and just go from there. Um, it shouldn't take too long. I just have to space out the holes accordingly and then, you know, maybe pin it down in the four corners and call it a day. Is this the XXL yes. version? Okay. I, I actually have a file for a spoil board. If you'd like, I can send it your way. It has all the holes in it and whatnot because I actually purchased it on Etsy and um, can't use it for mine because it, not that I can't, I can, but the bed is just a little bit different sized and Mm -hmm. I never got around to doing the MDF bed like I wanted to because on the Mega V, I have an aluminum, words are very hard tonight, (laughs) an aluminum bed uh, T-Track and the whole thing you know, I, of course, if I put a piece of wood on there and carve too deep, my bits are going to hit aluminum. And so I kept on thinking, I'm going to do a whole bed. I'm going to put um, threaded inserts in it so I could put hold down clamps. And long behold, I never got to it. So I have the file. And if it's an XXL, it will fit. And I think it has a ton of holes. I want to say like a hundred something or so. Yeah, I don't remember the exact number, but there are tons. In fact, during the assembly process, 
That was one of the things that took the longest for us to do mm-hmm. is, in, you know, put those slitted inserts in. You know, it's going to take away about a half inch away from my, uh, actually probably less than that because I'm going to go ahead and run a leveling bit and level the bed to make sure it's completely mm-hmm. flat. And then um, I'll probably put the holes in and then use whatever inserts are below that. It, it should be good once I do that. But now I know there's, you know, not an issue, but there's something that needs to be kind of adjusted on the machine itself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, honestly, I don't know what could have caused that because of the way it's set up. But because, uh, you know, my table is completely level. I've measured it. I leveled the actual bed. I made sure that that was level. So um, maybe it's an adjustment. I can probably get a hold of Inventables and see if they have a way to adjust the actual machine to make it so that's level. But I know a quick fix would be some half-inch MDF, you know, that file that you have, and yep. call it a day. So that that's a shop project that I probably will complete, especially if I have any large projects uh, coming up that I'm going to need the CNC for. Mm-hmm. I might be considering doing that. Leaving the CNC realm, um, I completed the 30-inch security board and delivered that. They were nice. completely happy with that. The size, they love the size. In fact, they uh, want to contact me and, you know, place a couple other orders for different projects. And then I delivered the Christmas plate, which I posted about. You know, people love that. So probably be doing some more of those, you know, very festive. You can personalize it with uh, the names of your loved ones. Mm -hmm. You know, you can change the wording. I got the idea from somebody that wanted it. And then I personalized it for them. So I have the file that I can adjust accordingly so if they want to put a name in the sayings or whatever more snowflakes i could do that nice it's it's a good idea like i've never actually seen that until they brought it forth and they presented it to me and i was like wow okay yeah sure i could do that for you now i had the option to engrave the security board on the laser and there was a difference in time there between the actual cnc and the laser engraver it would have took about eight hours to get the kind of engraving I wanted. It was it's quite large. I mean, like uh-huh. the lettering itself, or it would I think it was an hour and a half, two hours on the CNC. So wow. I went and I did that with epoxy afterwards, filled it in, smoothed it out, and it just looks beautiful. It was the first time that I could actually do something with epoxy like that because well, I haven't had a CNC, so it was definitely a game changer in my front. Um, moving past those two projects, still in the works with a project I mentioned in the last episode. I'm trying to price things out and get that moving forward. Mm-hmm. I have a little projects coming up I'm doing while that is happening. Um, I have a charging station that I'm completing. Nice. They want that a little personalized, so I'm going to get that knocked out. And I have uh, the Thor hammers and other mallets that I need to complete as well. Those will be able to be completed once again, the shop, get a little time in there and, you know, start working on them. Mallets don't take that long, as long as you get the time out there. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm just getting orders, you know, trying to get in the groove of things. I'm finding it a little difficult to stack and rack orders like I was. I got out of the groove. Getting back in has been a little bit more difficult, but I'm trying to reach out in a timely manner, get projects knocked out in a timely manner. But thankfully, most people are working with me. We've talked about this before, so I'm not going to get into it too much, but seeing the joy in people light up when you deliver something, mm-hmm. that is that is well worth all the time you put in some of these projects. Oh, yeah. I've also talked about this in the past, where I've wanted to go ahead and move away from pine and go into more hardwoods. And I, mm-hmm. I did that the last two projects. I'm on the verge of trying that with almost every project. The only thing is it does take more time because I'm processing it right from slabs. Mm-hmm. So I have some extra steps that if you know, I went and, and got some kiln dried wood that's 4S, it wouldn't be as much. So uh, once I go through the inventory of you know species I have on hand, I'm yep. still going to have slabs in the shop. But I am going to transition more going to the lumber yard and grabbing some kiln drying wood, speed up the process, and I might have to charge a little bit more because they're going to be priced a little bit uh, higher. Mm-hmm. But at least at that point in time, I'm moved away from pine. I'm still going to be using pine if requested. That's not going to be out of my shop. I have nothing against it. But uh, I believe I'm at that stage where I, I can move away just enough. Yeah, that's good. Um you know, I, I got a quick question before I forget about the epoxy in your charcuterie board. 
Did you sand the epoxy to anything different than you sanded the rest of the piece? Because, you know, if you're sanding it to only like 320, you might not get the same like depth of the color of epoxy that you chose, um, any shine to it or anything like that. Because I've, I've read a few times that, you know, you have to sand it, of course, higher if you want to get more of that deeper epoxy look, you know, so it's clearer. That's the word I was trying to f- figure out. But did you sand those letters to anything different than what you sanded the regular piece to? For this particular project, using black pigment in the epoxy, mm-hmm. I really didn't have to go out to a higher grit than I normally would with something that was clear or something that was able to do like a top coat clear on. Yep. It, it saved time. And I, I went to, I think, 320 was the final grit on that one. It, it was shining perfect. You know, I... Once I put the oil on, I know I made the perfect choice. That's good. If it was like a board where I had, um, you know, like maybe green and I filled the rest in with clear and I Mm. wanted to really see the depth of the piece. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and shine that a little bit more with a higher grit. You know, make it pop. Yeah. Like I do with any of the other security boards or cutting boards I make with epoxy. For that particular project, the answer is no, because it was black. It was black onyx from Black Diamond Pigment. If you've ever used that, it does have like little sparkles of like red here and there. And like it has a nice coloration to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Makes sense. If you're going to work with epoxy, I was doing a little research and they have, you probably already know this. They have liquid no. where you can actually polish oh, epoxy okay. a higher level. It really gets the epoxy to shine. And that way you're not using abrasive paper. This mm-hmm. is more of a polish and it seems to work better. Now, it's a little more expensive for the higher grits, but eventually yep. if I do more and more epoxy projects, I think I'm going to go ahead and try that because the example that I saw between uh, paper and then the actual liquid form, mm-hmm. it was night and day. And I nice. definitely, you know, we want to make our projects better. We want to learn and progress. That might be something worthwhile to have in the shop. And what was that called again? Polar Shine Compound. Um, the one I was looking at was very fine. And for one liter is about 66 bucks. Wow. But I mean, a liter is pretty, you know, decent size. And if you're doing enough where you can justify that, then it's worth it, you know. Reason mm-hmm. that I asked is that walnut sign that I did um, for the the wedding. I did copper epoxy or you know copper pigment in total boat epoxy, and when I sanded it, I think I sanded the whole piece to about two twenty, maybe three twenty. I just don't remember. And it 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 came out you know when I put the uh, what oil did I put on that thing? Walrus oil. That's all I did on it. I figured it might have brought a little bit more life to it, but it was still a little cloudy. So mm-hmm. after the fact, I realized that you have to buff that out, you know, to a higher grit if you want to see that shine and the almost like the the pigment shine through. So, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't do that. You know, I, I was kind of crunch time at that moment in time. So I just sanded it the way I did and I'd used it as a learning step. But I'll have to definitely look into the polar shine. I have seen another maker use it and I don't remember where I saw it, uh, but definitely on Instagram. So I will have to look at that and try it out one day. I did use uh, black diamond pigment battleship gray in the cutting boards uh, that I'm making. I used it on the backside. So no one's ever going to see it unless they flip it over for some odd reason. Um, but I used it for, to fill us some cracks and voids and whatnot and just sanded that normally, you know, so it's, since it's not going to be seen, if it was going to be on the top side, then I definitely would have went to a higher grit. Um, but, you know, for that, it's coming out fine. The walrus oil is actually, you know, making it shine a little bit more. I might have even sanded these a little bit more than that walnut piece. But anyway, I'll definitely look into that polar shine. It's definitely uh, something I'm going to try to get into the shop for the end of the year to give it a try. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to do a little more epoxy work. I'm not saying like, you know, filling my workshop with epoxy projects, yeah. but it definitely has a place in the woodworker shop. And Total Boat, their their products are great. Like, and the representatives are great. You can reach out to them. They answer right back within the day. If it's mm-hmm. a little later, they might do it the next morning. Use their maker's epoxy, which is pretty much good for all of our epoxy needs. Just penetrating epoxy and other different types that you can get into. And if you have any questions, you can talk to AJ or myself about them or just reach out to them. And they'll yep. walk you through exactly what you need for your project. In the beginning, I was kind of testing different ones, but the Maker's Epoxy seems to be where I've kind of fallen for the majority of my projects. 
And that's what I used on that security board. I also did a little, I, you were talking about this and I think we mentioned it last time, but I have little uh, ice trays, Star Wars ice trays mm-hmm. that are silicone. And that's where I pour my leftover epoxy if I can't find another <laughs> piece. And I'm going to actually buy some magnets, not probably rare earth magnets like I have for my uh, <laughs> bottle openers. Wait, you don't want them to just stick anywhere? No, not these. <laughs> and then just, you know, drill a small hole in the back and go ahead and throw a magnet so they could be fridge magnets or for some, you know, kid's room or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's an easy way to get rid of extra epoxy and, you know, produce something for a craft fair. I have like a whole bunch. I just have to, you know, polish them up a little bit and, you know, get them out there. Other than those projects and, you know, what we've mentioned, that's what I have going in my shop. There's always new things popping up here and there. In fact, I just got messaged with a new project. Someone wants me to price out. But, uh, yeah, I can't complain. Things are busy. What about you, man? What's going on in your shop? You know how it goes around here. For some reason, I'm getting a lot of orders now, which is not a bad thing. But it's, you know, it's one thing after the next. It's from cutting boards to mainly flags. Um, Got a few CNC projects that are going uh, in the works I still have that Tools Today flag that I keep saying I'm going to do, but I never have time to do it, you know, because even the first carve is going to take five hours to do. I don't have five hours to do it, especially when I come home from work. And then my weekends have been, you know, my my weekends have been all filled with either trying to get other projects done, um, helping my father out, you know, doing stuff around the house. You know how it is. It, housework life. never ends. Yeah, life. Exactly. Um but, you know, the cutting boards, I got three of them right now that are sitting with some oil on them. So those will be able to get waxed tomorrow. And then I got to ship one out to Virginia. Another one is going to be for somebody local. I have a ton of flags and I just get more and more each day that are from large ones to small ones. And they're mainly wavy. So, you know, flat ones are kind of easier because at least then I could just rip the pieces down, glue them together, stain it, and then I'm done. But, you know, yeah. now the wavies, I got to glue them all together and then carve them out. I think this weekend I'm probably going to have um, – I just did three new ones uh, this past weekend. So those are carved out. They got to get sanded and stained. Um, I'm actually going to tomorrow, which would be Wednesday. So you'll be hearing this after the fact. Um, I'm actually meeting a Merca sales representative at um, – Abbott Paint Supply in Passaic, New Jersey, because I contacted Merca. You know, I have their six-inch Deros, and I love it. And then I see that they have a little three-inch. So the three with a little backer pad would be great for me because of the waves. You know, I can get into some crevices mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I talked to the the gentleman and, you know, asked him about the interface that goes between the sandpaper and the sander. And, you know, I said, look, this is what I'm doing Will it work? Because I think we mentioned it that the six inch didn't like a backer pad, you know, a, a yeah. foam. So with that, he was kind of, sh- you know, kind of baffled at that. He goes, it, it shouldn't matter. He goes, they're meant to u- be used. So we got on the subject of the three inch and um, threw around the idea. And I said, you know, um, I'm interested in buying it. He said, well, let's meet up. I can let you test it out. So I'm actually bringing a flag with me that needs to be sanded. And, uh, so I could test it out. So hopefully, nice. you know, all goes well and, um, hopefully money stays in my pocket and I don't walk out with a new Merca because you know me, a new tool shows up. It's like, let me just buy it. So we're both guilty of it, man. I don't know. It, it's like, I, I would love to buy something new and then on the same token, I don't want to spend the money, but I know it would make my life easier. So it's like, you know, do you want to spend the money up front and regret it? Or do you want to spend the money up front and use it and, you know, make it more profitable for you? Because, I mean, time is money. You know how it is. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. The less time you can spend, you know, that, the, especially that Deros. That Deros cut my sanding down tremendously. I can run and I did the cutting boards in literally no time. I ran it over a few passes and it was done. And. You know, yeah, I, I understand completely. In fact, I just purchased some mesh sandpaper. Now, it's not from Merca, and it's not the brand they use. It's a Amazon brand. Um, I don't even remember. <laughs> but I just want to dive into the world just a little bit and see how it operates with my Dewalt ROS. Yeah. If it's a big difference, 
then I'll probably step up and try a more expensive brand. I use, you know, the regular sand five inch discs with eight holes. And, you know, I've bought different brands and different brands obviously work better than others. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I keep hearing great things about the mesh sandpaper. And I remember you saying that, you know, it's good in flat surfaces, but not so much on curves because it rips really easy. So I'm not really ready to transfer all my sandpaper to a mesh type. And this gives me like a sample pack. I think it's like 40 all the way up to like a thousand grit. Wow. And uh, I'm really looking forward to just sampling that. And if it, if it cuts down in time, like if it truly does better on flat surfaces and gets mm-hmm. rid of you know waste and gets that nice and flat and smooth that much quicker you know start going into the Merca brand mesh <laughs> well i i apologize that and i'm gonna call myself out because this happens all the time and i'm hoping that josh keeps that in you know the nice wonderful podcast because my cat just loves me so much that we've gone over this before you know josh accuses me of taking pictures of my cat with which i do and now she wants to be annoying and knock on the back door. If you recall from last episode, remember that spooky time when I thought somebody was outside <laughs> knocking on my house? It was actually my cat trying to get into the closet that's behind me, and she wouldn't stop. She, so, so I had to run and go grab her real quick. Anyway, back to this. Jesus. I wasn't cat. stalling at all for you no, to you get No, you weren't that. stalling. Now I just called Josh out, and now he thinks like – anyway, the mesh sandpaper um, – what you can do is if you ever go to Home Depot, which I know you do, they also sell Diablo has the mesh sandpaper as well, which actually worked out hmm. very, very well. Um, for a while, I was using sandpaper that came off of Amazon, you know, a bundle mm-hmm. of 2,000 pieces of paper, you know, for $5. And I quickly realized why it was $5. And it's because it doesn't last too long. It works, but it doesn't last. Um I saw the mesh sandpaper, and this was before the Merca, so I figured, let me try it. It's from Diablo, and it works really well. I didn't have issues like I did with the Abernet, you know, of tearing on any of the corners. It's not so much rounded edges. Rounded edges it likes. It's the sharp points. So yeah. that's where it kind of gets caught up, you know, and, and we've talked about it. Um, I do use the Orca Abrasives sandpaper, and that works out great for corners rounded corners flat surfaces it's an all-around good sandpaper but i did notice that the abernet does remove more material and these are just the regular standard abernets nothing you know not the hds like we've talked about in the past so i'm curious to see what you think about the brand that you picked up on amazon but i know that it still works with the um the dewalt ro um because i used a abernet style on it as well and it still picked up you know enough sand um enough uh sawdust so it wasn't like you know it wasn't picking up any uh more than the the normal pads but it actually did remove more material which was good in my case because at that moment in time i only had the r the dewalt and um Mm -hmm. but i'm really curious on your feedback on the stuff that you got and uh i'm really excited to you know do this meetup tomorrow i mean it's nothing you know spectacular i'm just meeting uh, the sales rep because i want to try something new out and um you know it's a neat opportunity to go and test it before you buy it um you know i know how the mercas work i know the vibration level so i'm excited to see how this one's going to work out for the waves and if it makes my life easier we might just have another merca in the shop don't tell anyone though (laughs) don't tell kim yeah definitely not (laughs) No, no. She she already said she goes, just buy it if you need it. And I'm like, um, no, I'm I'm gonna be okay. I'm not gonna buy it. She goes, if it's gonna make your life easier, just buy this the damn sander. She goes, it, mm-hmm. it if it's gonna make it easier. And I'm like, and I'm the cautious one, and I'm going like, no, I don't need it. I didn't even go yet. So how do I know if I need it or don't need it? I might try it out and it might not work out the way I'm thinking it's going to. But anyway. That was a long rant, and I apologize about that. Yeah, um, talking about sanding, man, that's part of a huge part of woodworking. And I'm dipping my toes in mesh sandpaper. You're dipping mm-hmm. your toes in maybe another Merco product. I mean, like, it's a big part of the shops right now. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, a lot of people don't like sanding, but I enjoy it. I don't mind it. 
I don't know why. Maybe I'm weird, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, you're a little weird, but <laughs> the better sandpaper that I'm getting, the more um learning how to sand accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because um, in the beginning, and we're going to go a little longer on sanding, and my apologies if anyone's out there like, oh, my God. But uh, in the beginning, I, I was sanding like I, – I sanded way too much. I didn't need to sand as nearly as much as I was doing because, you know, I understood that I needed to go grit to grit. I understood that I needed to do, you know, the sanding portion, mm-hmm. but I didn't really understand how much I needed to do. And now I have a better understanding, a better feel. Like, I, you know, I'm, I know what I'm looking for. It goes much quicker. And that alone has allowed me to enjoy it just a little bit better. I still don't enjoy it, but. I, I don't know why you don't. Well, you know, it's also, additionally, the shop has changed. Like, before, mm-hmm. I would have to do it outside. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't need to open my doors anymore. I have it set yep. up in such a way where, like, I need more lighting in there. But that's something that I could change this winter. And I'm probably mm-hmm. going to insulate the door a little bit eventually. I'm comfortable with having that door shut. My dust yep. collection has been upgraded enough where I can utilize my dust collection for my sander. I can utilize that for the CNC and utilize it for our tool. And it's mm-hmm. very interchangeable. And I want to talk about this dust collection a little bit more. It finally happened to me, man. It finally oh. occurred. I I forget what I was doing. I know the CNC was going. And I know I was using uh, the hose for something else. Mm-hmm. And all I hear is a and because I have my headsets and everything on, and I look over and I just see a cloud of sawdust, and my bag slipped off of the filter. Yep. And my first thought was a couple of choice words I cannot say on this <laughs> podcast, and it was AJ was right. Yeah. Because a little backstory to this, AJ, this happened to you. And it when did. we got our, my dust collection in, you're like, "Do this," and I thought I did. But I fell into the habit of falling into the groove. Because mm-hmm. if you have a uh, filter in your dust collection like we do and use a bag, there's a little groove, a little bit of padding. And that's where they kind of want you to latch your band, your metal band. And when I first got it, he's like, do it above. And I, the first like probably 10 times, I did it. But then it never happened to me where the bag fell off and it kind of slipped into that groove again. Yep. Well – Guess what? It's above that groove on the metal, and it's tight, and it's hopefully not going anywhere because I luckily had the door open. I had to blow out mm-hmm. the entire workshop and ended up emptying you know, my vac, my shop vac, the dust collection, and all at that moment because, well, everything's already completely dusted. Yep. Yeah. Well, to clarify a little bit, um, Josh and I have wall-mounted uh, dust collectors. So I'm thinking that they're a little bit different if you have the ones that are like the 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 big bag on top and then the bag down below. It's almost like a rolly cart. The wall-mounted ones that we have have a big one micron filter, I believe they are, that hangs from the um, blower. And then there's a bag that hangs down below that. And the bag is a plastic clear bag. And what happens is they create a lip around the bottom of it of the filter and you're supposed to put your band in there and it's supposed to grab the the band in case it slips or something like that. But what happened is on mine and I guarantee the same exact thing happened to yours. It actually, the band tension actually pulled the bottom lip in. So it went inside to the filter. So as the weight pulled down on that band, it, the bands slipped off. So what we recommend is go above that you know little recessed area and go on this more sturdy thicker piece of steel that's there and you won't mm-hmm. have that issue my bag was almost i think three quarters full and it stayed on no problem you know since i moved it up when it first happened to me i mean that bag might have been a quarter full but now you have all that air pressure pushing down on that bag plus the weight of the you know the sawdust that's a lot of weight and a lot of force and let me tell you, it sounded exactly how you described it. It just this little poof. And luckily, mine didn't go anywhere. It Just the bag just dropped and stayed. And I didn't have this big, massive cloud, which was really good. But I learned my lesson, you know, definitely move that band up. 
and um, never had the issue again, knock on wood, because I know what'll happen. I'll go down there now and it'll fall off. <laughs> Before we went on that long, long back road to grandma's house, we go of sanding. <clears throat> We're, um, I only got a few things left on my, on my workshop. You laughed about this in the, in the small little talk we had prior. I have another ammo box that I have to make because, and now if everybody remembers, this is the box that I dreaded making because I over, I overthought every piece of it, you know, from the joints to the uh, latches, to the hinges, to every single thing about it. And, um, what happened was the customer wanted a specific size. I made it, I think a hair under that size. And, um, it was actually, it turns out to be a little too big for the area they wanted to display it in. So I'm actually going to make another one. And for this one, I'm not going to do, did I do splines? Nope. Getting it mixed up. I'm not going to do those (laughs) dowels straight in. What I'm going to do is I picked up that doweling jig from Rockler that does them on like a 45 degree angle across the miter. So I'm going to do mitered sides and then I'm going to draw, I'm going to drill dowels into it and do it that way. Figured I got to make a box. Let me use the new uh, jig that I bought and um, see how that works out. So I'm thinking I'm going to do an ash box with walnut dowels. That look really nice. Yeah. The contrast on that. Yep. It's going to be definitely different than the way that they, Got the first one. I'm going to run it by the customer real quick and make sure that they don't want it to look identical to the other one. Now, if they do, then I'm going to have to rethink it because the other one was pine with a stain and burn. So I don't want to, I kind of want to go away from that and use ash and uh, the, the walnut dowels and then do it a little bit different, make it look a little different. But with that, I got that box. Um, and soon I'll actually be doing my first uh, my first craft fair, which I'll be able to promote myself. So I have to th- pretty much get myself geared up for a few projects on the CNC um, because Kim, you know, just graduated her yoga teacher training. So now we're going to they have a yoga craft fair or something like that. And I already made a sign for her um, studio that she trains at so um they said oh you know maybe you can make more signs and then sell them here and then put your name out there and see what comes about so i gotta make a lot of yoga signs in the next week or so so kim already (laughs) told me she's like don't worry it's only gonna take you a couple hours to throw it on the cnc and now i have like i think 10 or 12 signs that i have to make so it's gonna take a couple hours plus a lot and then (laughs) so i'm gonna go through a lot of aura mask and a lot of cedar and hopefully I don't break any bits while I'm doing this. So I got a lot of projects coming up, as you could tell. And um, I can't wait to get, you know, a lot of them done. You know, one thing I didn't do, and I got a post about it, is the Makers Never Forget flags. I never delivered because they, one, it's not my fault. They want to uh, have them delivered later. One of them is actually coming up in three days because today is the third. Today is election day. And yes, um, it is. we will be delivering one on the 6th of November. So that's going to be actually down the street from us. The other fire department never reached out to me again to say exactly what day. I'm going to reach out to them tomorrow. And then, uh, yeah, I got one more that I got to deliver as well, but don't know when. So anyway, I got a lot of stuff going on. You got a lot of stuff going on. But one of the biggest things that, you know, as a newer woodworker, I always wanted to get into the holiday season. And every time I wanted to get into that holiday season, I always forgot about it until the day was upon us. So, you know, I'd go, ah, I'm going to make something for Christmas and put it off, put it off. And then Christmas rolls around and I'm going like, hey, I think I'm going to make stuff for Christmas and then realize it is Christmas and I didn't make anything. So this, um, you know, this holiday season, I'm gearing up a little bit sooner um, and trying to get a few things done. Not too sure what I want to do, and that's why I wanted to bring it up here and see, you know, bounce some ideas off of you. What are you going to be doing? Then I can see what I'm going to do. And then, you know, maybe even some of our listeners can tell us what they're going to do, you know, after they hear this. So my question to you, sir, is do you have any ideas what you want to do for this holiday season as, you know, gifts either for family and friends or stuff to even sell? And my biggest thing, do you want to, batch them out 
and have like a stockpile of them where you can then go and personalize them? Or do you want to not personalize them and sell them as is and go? (laughs) It's a complicated question because like yourself, you have Etsy and I do not. So a lot of, uh, a lot of my clients will reach out and tell me what they exactly want. I do have the ones and twos that are like, I need a gift. Yep. Show me the cutting boards you have. I do have some in stock. They'll choose what I have in stock and, you know, maybe personalized, maybe not on the laser. Mm-hmm. Before I had the CNC, you know, I call it a day. I need to go back and resupply what I have in stock because most of the cutting boards are charcuterie boards I have in stock. They have epoxy or they're end grain and they're not the price point that the local, my local clients want. And it's unfortunate, but that's something we do have to deal with. So my clientele, they want a certain price point. It's, it's hard to hit on that, especially because, you know, if we were in a different part of town or, you know, different state or whatever, I could sell things for a lot higher. Mm-hmm. But because of that, my price has to be reachable to the uh, the clients around me. So yeah. that's the hardest part for me because I am more. He's trying to think, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I'm more order based than I am anything else. Yep. It, it's a lot harder for me to batch anything out. Not to say I don't, but this holiday season, to answer your question, is going to be a lot of batching things out. I'm going to have a certain style of board, and I'm going to go through and do some chess boards as well. I, I want to do a chess board for myself and one for my father. So I'd like to get that knocked out, see how that does. I'm going to use the CNC for that. I have uh, actually two pieces of wood that I'm going to utilize. It's going to be maple and then some walnut. And nice. I'm going to inlay the walnut into the maple. And oh. uh, yeah, it's going to be. I I'm like gonna, that. Uh, yeah, it's going to look really good. I already had the piece. I'm waiting to uh, get some time to actually work on it a little bit. But for the actual gifts, so I'm going to do the um, bottle openers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do some ornaments on the CNC, do some snowflakes or this is Christmas or is tis the season or Noel or some generic ornaments um, mm-hmm. 2020. <laughs> I don't know if those will sell. Um I'm going to do some generic stuff. I'm going to also do, like I said, cotton boards, charcuterie boards, things that, you know, if someone reaches out, I can personalize them real quick and get mm-hmm. them out the door. Just finding the time for that. Um, that's oh, yeah. the biggest thing. I probably could do maybe a couple coin holders, um, maybe some mallets, just so I have an inventory of, of things I can actually, you know, someone gets a hold of me. This is the kind of question I generally get. What do you have? They don't ask about yep. cutting boards. They don't ask about, they just want to know what you have and choose like almost like a store style from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe eventually I'll get to Etsy and I'll, you know, pick and choose what I exactly want to sell. That way I don't have to go through this process. But because of it being as order based as it is right now, I haven't had a really need for Etsy. I am running into a little bit of a problem trying to get my shirts, hoodies, and my hats out. Um, now that I have them because I don't mm-hmm. have a storefront for them. But if anyone out there wants one, go ahead and DM me or email us at Saldus Nation and I'll work something out for you. I have the prices. Mm-hmm. would like to get them out there if anyone wants them. Yeah, that, so the gift ideas, like I said, cutting board, chicory board, um, maybe some epoxy work in those, bottle openers, you know, some ornaments, and just yeah. some general workshop goods, essentially. Uh-huh. I would like to get it a little into the personalized mallet business a little okay. bit. Um, I really enjoyed what I did for you in MPG Creations. I still have to do Kumos. I really would like to get into that a little bit more. It, they're fun builds, and, you know, I, I think I do a halfway decent job at them. So hopefully other people do too. What would you like to see done for your holiday gift selection? Well, I mean, I'm actually just trying to find it right now on um, Rockler Woodworking. I'm I found it at one point and they did um, like holiday bowls, but they weren't bowls. They were all routed out with a router and template that they sell. But I thought about it. I went, I could just do that on. um, You're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I know I saw this thing and now I can't remember where I found it. Um, Not that you're crazy. I've just never seen that. And I might have missed it last season. Yeah, you're definitely it's it's you know it's going on right now because they sent out their flyer and um, mm-hmm. I went through it and found this one thing and I'm like wow that's a really neat idea. 
But anyway, it was like a Christmas tree that was um, made of, I think they were using maybe uh, blood wood and maple. And then what they did was they had a template that you can use a router and you do a bulb, use a bulb bit on it, a flat bottom bulb bit, and you create this like a little tray, like a serving tray. And um, for dips and stuff like that, candy, yada, yada. And I thought, go ahead, sir. I see you have questions. You could do that in your CNC. I know. That's why I, I'm not. I'm just trying to find it so I could reference it. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah. So I, I've seen that the done gun. before. I think uh-huh. jump the gun. I yeah, just Jump the gun, Jerry. Oh, tch. That's your new Jerry. name. Okay, Josh. Billy Bob. Anyway. Yeah, I already thought about the uh, CNC with that. So I picked up. A, bowl, a flat bottom bowl bit from Tools Today. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I can glue up some pieces, which I can because I have all the wood, um, then I'll throw it on the CNC, get something made, and then see how badly I can produce this. Hopefully everything comes out well and doesn't fly off the CNC and then into the wall. <laughs> but um, for my ideas, it's you know maybe a couple of those. Um, I'm thinking about doing some... I have some pallet wood that I used for a pallet wood wall that Kim and I did a while back in our house. Mm -hmm. So I still have some left over and I got to joint it on either side and then glue them up so I can actually do like a Christmas tree cutout so that it can look like a rustic-y thing. Actually, I did um, hearts that way for Valentine's and those were a big hit. I think I remember that. Yeah, they were a big hit around my job. You know, a lot of people bought them for their significant other. So um, it worked out. I sold a few of those. So I'm, hoping that I can get a few things put together and make these Christmas trees. And then maybe I can even have the CNC cut those out. But that pallet wood is so inconsistent. I'll probably just do it on the the bandsaw and call it a day. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I got the bowls. I want to definitely do, now that I dabbled a little bit into cutting boards, it's actually a lot more fun. Even though I didn't 100% make these, I used your idea with that butcher block top. Um, You know, I didn't glue all the pieces together. So definitely I'm going to have a little bit more work, but at least now I'll be able to add my own spin to these cutting boards of different woods, you know, different patterns and whatnot. And um, I'm definitely going to glue up a few of those, but I got so many flags that are gifts, you know, for the Christmas and holiday season that maybe even if I can, you know, batch out a couple of flags and keep those in stock, because I get the same question you do. What do you have in stock? And uh, right this very second, I don't have anything because I'm so busy with everything else that I don't have enough time to generate a stock. And that's our, you know, that's definitely a goal of mine to eventually have stock of certain items, you know, the mm-hmm. generic uh, traditional red, white, and blue flag, um, you know, in maybe two different sizes. Cause, you know, I have a really small one and then I have a really large one. And then the two middle ones, which are a two-foot and a three-foot flag, which I know sell the most. So maybe do a couple of those for the holiday. And um, I was thinking about ornaments as well, but I just never know what to do for an ornament. You know, I, I don't know what the best way, best one to do. Should I just do Christmas trees? I'm throwing pens around for some reason. <laughs> You know, Christmas trees, uh, you know, you don't want anything too complicated. Um, Even though the CNC can do all the work, I just don't want to have to sand all that stuff. Because I'm thinking of a reindeer, and now I'm thinking of all the little points on its antlers, and I'm going, nah, I really want to hand sand that. Even though I just got done saying I love sanding. Well, I mean, it's a love-hate relationship when it comes to sanding. I also would like to probably do a little bit more of the Christmas Eve plates. Um, Those seem to be fairly well received. And I already had the file. Actually, I already have some ash um, ready to go. I just need to cut out. I think I can get at least two plates out of the uh, ash I have paneled up. Maybe do the entire carve except for the uh, bluff with the personalization of the names. Yeah. And that way I can personalize it when they want it and call it a day. And it'll be a lot less time, you know, knocking those out as well. And if they don't want them personalized, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be easy enough to just give them as is. Wonderful without the personalization at the end. Yeah, so holiday gifts are hard because you really don't know what people want this season. Yep. Last season, they could have wanted cutting boards. This season, they probably <laughs> want cutting boards, but they might want something completely different they saw on Pinterest. Because let's face it, that Pinterest is the inspiration for a lot of clients. It definitely is. Um, you know, I laughed when you said that because 
I go on Pinterest to get some ideas. I save ideas and then I never do those ideas. So it's like I got a whole stack of stuff. But Kim's good like that because she's saving stuff and then, um, you know, sending it my way. So I can go over it and say, okay, I really want to do this. This seems like a good idea. And, you know, she knows more than I do. I'm a guy. What do we really know about the holiday season? <laughs> All well, I know, we know is. more about woodworking and tools than we know yeah. about holiday seasons. So she's good for that. You know, she she's really helpful when it comes to the um, what should I make for, you know, X, you know, uh, occasion or whatnot. So um, it's always nice having a little helper to give you those ideas. So I'm not racking my mm-hmm. brain going like, well, OK, I don't know what to make. So let me just not make anything and then kick myself for not making anything. So um, definitely you'll be seeing a lot more out of me. I'm hoping to get a lot done this weekend with um, getting a lot glued up you know, and maybe some cutting boards glued up and whatnot and more bottle openers. Cause those were a lot of fun to make. And I tested one out for the very first time, uh, the other day and it worked out really well. So I was kind of happy seeing it, you know, cause I got a, up the street, we get, um, Boylan's ginger ale. So it's in the glass bottle with hmm. a nice, uh, if you haven't had it, man, you gotta you like ginger no. ale. Yeah. Yeah. It's some good stuff. Anyway, Clicking it, <laughs> yeah, you know, popping the top off and watching it drop and get caught by the magnet was a really good feeling, you know, going, oh, it works. It's it's a really, really good feeling. So I'll make a few more of those because they were easy. Glue up some pieces, you chamfer it, you drill a hole, and you're done. And mm-hmm. then you can sell some. So gift ideas are definitely a good one. I Excited to see what you come up with, and then, you know, I'm hoping to come up with some stuff on my own. Now, while talking about this, gift season is also winding this year down, as we all know. So, um, towards the end of the year, you know, we set goals for ourselves as the new year approaches and whatnot. So, I know for myself that uh, Josh is trying to tell me something while I'm now getting lost in my own head. Real quick, we could just touch on it. Um, what do you want to accomplish? What's one thing you want to accomplish by the end of the year and go by the end of the year, the one thing, oh, there is a lot. Um, I'm going to do one shop project. Okay. And then I'll do one like project project, like home project. How about that? Okay. What Real is quick. that shop project? I got to find a place for my drum sander. I don't like how it's just finding its home where it is on top mm-hmm. of my bench. I've already talked about my plans for that but I need to finalize them and actually put them in motion. Um, I really, the more I think about it, it's more realistic and it'll work better for the shop. I just have to go ahead and find the time to complete that project for the house. I definitely would like to, we still have to do a bed frame for our master bedroom. I like okay. to get that either started or at least knocked out. That would be a nice addition to our house. So those are the two projects I really like to get uh, knocked out. And the more I think about it, I definitely want to get that bed knocked out because it would be add a finished look to our bedroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hmm, I'll do the same shop project and a home project. Um, home project. I really want to get this live edge coffee table done that I've never started for um, our downstairs living area. Um, so I picked up a nice slab for it, and um, I just got to get to it. So that's one house project. And for a shop project, I want to get that router table uh, insert done for the table saw extension wing. That would mm-hmm. be my shop project. So um, that's a good one. So now you were showing me something on your on your talking device before, and I'm guessing we might have gotten a question. Yeah, we got a question from Trails Custom Woodworks. And uh, he wrote in this week asking about our favorite type of wood. Let's go ahead and pull that up and then we can answer his question. So he goes, hey guys, my question for you this week is, what is your favorite species of wood to work with and why do you like working with it? Now, I know my answer right away. Do you have one queued up and ready to go? Can I can I just guess yours real quick? Can you give me the first letter? A W. Does it mm. rhyme with ball nut? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. All right. Anyway, my favorite wood um, since starting this, oof, I, it's a toss-up. It's a real, real toss-up. I 
truly enjoy working with Walnut. And, um, you know, now that I know more about kiln drying and air dried Walnut, um, this, mm-hmm. this butcher block top, you, you, I don't think you, you noticed it because I definitely didn't when I picked this up. There is this whole thing must have been all air drying, air dried walnut because there is so much purple. It is, I'm I'm oiling it after, right before I oiled it. I'm sanding it and going, wow, it's it's really coming through. That you know this purple is really shining. And it's not like you know purple heart purple, but it's mm-hmm. this walnut mixed with this color of purple that you can't describe. And then once you oil it, it is this different wood, and it's gorgeous so it's a toss-up between walnut and ash ash is new to me walnut is you know right i i've worked with it more than i did ash i'm falling in love with ash because it's very easy to tool it's you know nice to work it takes burn nice and easy it takes stain nice and easy, so that works for my flags. Um, it's a harder wood, so you're not dinging it like you would pine. Uh, it's less warping. You know, all wood warps and whatnot, but I had more consistent pieces than I did, of course, with pine. Um, but, man, that tooling of ash, I was scared at first. I really thought since it's a hardwood, I'm so used to using pine that I didn't know what to expect. And it was a dream. Ash is definitely a dream to work with. And then walnut. Walnut's up there. And I'm I'm really going deep in my head just thinking about walnut. I think I might have to have a new partner <laughs> call. I think I'm just gonna have to do this podcast with a piece of walnut from now on. Yep. Well, we could do some we could do some walnut, you know, on our table or laptops or you know, some unnecessary walnut sitting around us. Oh, like I just I was, a block of it. I was talking about getting naming your cat walnut, and then I'll do the, the podcast with your cat. Oh, you you're gonna rename? Uh, how dare you just decide to rename my cat? Well, let's rename your cat walnut. I maybe I did already. How do you know I didn't? <laughs> it's walnut and ash. I got two of them, so I can name them exactly that. <laughs> sure, your wife would love that. Um, well, I mean, this is gonna be quick. Uh, you took my two favorite at the moment. Like it's, I started working with Ash and ever since, like it, it's just, it tools. Well, like you said, I, I'm not going to go too far into my answer because you said it. Well, I've always liked Walnut though. Maybe it's because it's the first hardwood I worked with and it's just a coloration, the way it tools, the way it looks. Um, a lot of stuff I actually use is air dried. So I got the coloration Mm -hmm. in there. And you just, it's a darker wood and it's just beautiful. Like yeah. you can do anything with it. Ash has been a dream to work with as well. Like you said, it's more stable, it, you know, tools well, it cuts well. It does exactly what you need it to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm going to stick with those two. I mean, I have all their favorites, obviously, like cherry, maple, the standards. Yep. But at the moment, at this time, ash and walnut are my favorite. You know, maple sits on the third realm of that but that's mm-hmm. a whole different category on its own but yeah that that would be my answer i i definitely have to um before it gets too cold and then whatnot not that it really matters but i have to go back up to my local the gentleman uh, bob over at cascade creations who has his, mm-hmm. you know he builds up his own lumber and he has a ton of ash that's sitting in his garage right now he's had for 30 plus years and um I want to pick up more because I just realized that tonight while I was doing a story about a flag that I'm making, because I'm actually making a challenge coin rack that's going to be a smaller one. It's going to be a two-foot flag. And um, I figured, let me do, because the same person who ordered the challenge coin rack also got that thin blue red, I mean thin blue red, <laughs> thin blue line and thin red line flag um, that mm-hmm. I just did out of ash. So I kind of want to make it the same. And I'm looking and going, oh, I only have two pieces of ash left. I think I'm going to have to restock soon. So that means I get to buy more lumber, which is always fun. Lumber and tools. It goes hand in hand. You can't pass it up. So I'm going to have to message him and uh, see what else he has. Because I know he doesn't want to sell it all, or I would have probably bought it all. So um, 
I want to see how much more he can he's willing to sell and then maybe go pick it up and you know utilize it. But man, Ashes, it's definitely a it's a different type. I mean that that wood that flag that came out after it got burnt, and I didn't burn the hell out of it. You know, I just burnt it so it raised the grain a little bit. And man, that thing mm-hmm. came out beautiful. And like I said, it took stain extremely well. Um, it's definitely it takes stain more consistent than pine wood. You know, pine, you'd get the blotchiness and whatnot if you don't pre-stain it um, or use a conditioner for it. This one literally took stain perfect. And, um, man, I'm gushing over ash at this point. So, (laughs) anyway, even I'm very surprised about walnut, you know, knowing that it's a hardwood, um, knowing that it's harder than ash. I was surprised how well it tooled. Um, You know, I'm thinking, because when I was new and my very first time of using – walnut for the checkerboard cutting board that i made i'm thinking you know i'm gonna have to push this thing through the uh, table saw you know i'm gonna have to really sand it hard you know i didn't know what to expect i was so new at this and um i was very very surprised and walnut is definitely on my on my list of great woods the only thing i'm really wanting to try out is ash with a wavy flag because I'm really curious on how well it's going to uh, grind out, you know, um, with the cuts all disc. So maybe one day, once I get an, enough of it where I can do that, because right now I don't have enough. I got I have to make this challenge coin rack before I do any uh, experimenting. So um, besides that, it has been a pleasure, you know, doing this podcast with everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us on episode 19 of Sawdust Nation. I don't know why I'm putting on a voice. I'm like introing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to talk like I normally do. Anyway, thank you for joining us on episode 19. Um, Josh gave me the wrap-up sign, and he's now screwing me up completely because this is, I think, take three at this point. So hopefully this one goes well, and I don't have to redo this one again. But anyway, um, you know, if you want to get a hold of us, you can DM myself, uh, who is Crafted in NJ. You can DM the other guy over there who I'm staring at, who... His cat's better looking, but don't tell him. That's Josh over at North Country Woodworking. Uh, you can also DM us at Sawdust Nation Podcast on Instagram or send us an email to Sawdust Nation at Sawdust Nation Podcast at gmail.com. See, you, you screwed me up in the beginning and now I screwed up everything. Not, I can't even remember our own email address. I mean, it's written right in front of me and I can't even remember it. I don't know, sir. What can I say? It's my eyes. It's really not. I see your cat all the way in the background. That's what it is. Is she floating? <laughs> anyway, we wanted to extend our um, promo code that we got from Sticker Beat. Uh, once again, that is Sawdust Nation. So when you go on to Sticker Beat to add, you know, um, for your own logo or any stickers or decals that you want, they're going to give you 20% off of your entire, your, any order that you place with them with the promo code Sawdust Nation. And, um, yeah, we wanted to just, you know, throw that out there. Sticker Beat is a huge um, thing in our shops because he, Josh has his logo by them. I got my logo. I'm actually going to order more stickers because I just realized I'm running low. I took two more out and realized I only have two left. So I definitely need to get more on order. With that, that's all I got. And do you have any final words, sir? Because I just rambled. No problem, man. Hey, if you guys are listening to the podcast and want to support us in any way, go ahead and app a podcast and rate us five stars. Every review helps helps uh, move the podcast up the charts and it then helps us spread the Sawdust Nation word. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers, anyone that you know woodworks, they might enjoy this podcast. And the more people listen, the more we can do for our listeners and the more we can do for the show. So we appreciate any kind of shares, any kind of um, tagging, anything you could do to spread the Sawdust Nation word. And with that, we're going to wrap this up and Sawdust Nation out. See ya. Bye-bye. Ah, you, you know, you ran right over me, like drove the bus right over me. I can cut and paste you, like, that honk, anywhere honk, I right, can put that in right the, in front of me. I can literally put that in the middle of the podcast nope, if I want. Nope, to. we're keeping this in. And if this isn't in, this is my last podcast episode. And I'm out. Um, according to No, according the to contract. The, the contract, I um, this is my last episode with you. Your cat is taking over. I have it right here. You can hear this. What is with my cat? Do you like...
Sir, you you ha- you have that problem. <laughs> Hello, kitty. I hope we keep that in. I, have I hope to we say keep, about that I hope thing. we keep this in here too. Hello, kitty. Anyway, it's been a great episode, everybody. I will see you later. I love you all. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.